not just a memorable, but like really a transformative experience for me. I was the first person in my family to go to a major university and graduate from a major university. And I just felt like I belonged here in all of the different spaces. And I tried to absorb as much as possible from the people around University of Alabama's Colbrox College of Business, it's Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from those people who both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens. On the show today, Jen Bouchard. Jen is a graduate from Alabama who started working at Facebook when it was still named Facebook. She came back to campus to talk with students about her experience, both in school, but also working for a startup that became what is known today as Meta. It's been a great day. I've spent the last two hours with some students and the afternoon driving over from Atlanta with my best friend who hasn't been on campus in a really long time. Oh, that's a shame. I know, but I've got her here now, so we're going to enjoy a couple days back. That's awesome. So you are alumni of Alabama yourself. I am. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You graduated in 2007, I believe. Is that right? I think so. I think so. Hopefully. And what were your degrees in by any chance? So I double majored in political science and public relations. I have a minor in English. I thought I was going to be a politician. Life has a way of throwing you a little bit of a curve, though. So Just a little bit of a curveball. I heard there's a movie by that name by any chance. Something along that line. <laughs> so you end up at Meta, at formerly known as Facebook, of yes. course. How'd you make that journey, that transition? Obviously, it's not a business degree necessarily, but you've been working them for them for over 10 years now. What's that journey been like for yourself? Yeah, it's funny. I say my 10 years there has been in an MBA from the School of Hard Knocks because it's been really hands-on education. So when I started at Facebook back then, we were 1,200 people and We fit in one building in California, and it was a very different company and scale of company at the time. So I had a great job, uh, owned a house, a boat in Nashville, Tennessee, loved what I was doing in the nonprofit and corporate social responsibility space. But my cousin referred me to the company uh, through a friend of hers, and I interviewed and I got the job. It was for an internal comms job, and I just thought, I have to do this. This is a company that's changing the way that we communicate, and when you're in public relations, you understand the magnitude of that thinking typewriter, phone, Facebook. And so I accepted the job and uh, I had a couple of, uh, or maybe more than a few questions of like, they have employees? Like, what are you going to do there? Like, what does that even mean? Internal communications. But it was one of those decisions in my gut that I just knew I had to take this job and I had to try this opportunity for myself. And so I just did it. I packed up all my stuff and put it on a put it on a, a transfer truck and made the trek out there and didn't really uh, think twice about it. I just knew it was right. 
that seems like a, a very, you know, p- big pivot for your career right there. <laughs> yes. Jumping all the way to the coast and, and enjoying time. And you currently reside in New York City, correct? I do. I made the move about four years ago. Wow. And what is it like for you coming from Alabama, going to these bigger cities? How do you feel like you fit in? Did you feel like you fit in or did you have a transition period? And did you feel like you were versed enough from the beginning to compete with other people that were participants or employees at Facebook? Those are... um Two very big questions. So I'll see if I can tackle the first one about big cities first. So for me, I'm a really principles-based person and values-based person. And I've always tried to really stick true to those. They definitely evolve based on certain stages of life. Um, And so I love the arts Uh, I I love easy travel. I love different foods. I love entertainment. And so trying big cities was one of those things that I just had to do from a personal perspective to find some joy. I don't feel like I ever belonged in either San Francisco or New York for the first year and a half. I think it takes you that time period to know the city, understand the transit, really feel like you have your favorite spots for coffee and, you know, a late night meal or, you know, where to take your mom, uh, when she's in town unexpectedly. And so, um, you know, I feel like this is my second tour of New York. So it was a little bit easier the second time around. (laughs) And I would say that there were two years of a pandemic in there. So I'm just getting back into my groove in the city and it's beautiful and alive and really nice right now. I think New Yorkers have had a shared collective experience and that uh, we're excited to be back out on the streets and in the museums and seeing each other. So um, it's been really awesome to be back. Um, When I think about myself as a University of Alabama graduate at such a big company. I mean, when I first started, it just wasn't that way, right? It was really an emerging technology. We didn't have apps at the time. So Facebook was just dubdub.com or dubdub.facebook.com. There was no phone app when I started there. And I think that's really hard for people to fathom. They're like, wait, what? what is Facebook if it's not an app? But we were a website for a long period of time. And so, um, and we were a small company. And the spirit of the company is really about co-creation and collaboration with people who are really smart, but have different ideas and uh, different ways of thinking, divergent thinking, different backgrounds. And that's really important to the fabric, the DNA of our company and how we build. And I say that being from, you know, from graduating from this university is actually one of my superpowers in a West Coast based company because I had a different understanding of the world. I had a different upbringing. I had a different set of collective experiences that I could add to that conversation or to those conversations and to the way that we were building that was different and unique and actually made us better. And 
talking about coming from Alabama, obviously you're back on campus now. Yeah. There's a lot of people walking around now. I'm in a brand new building as it's well. Amazing. It's amazing. Houston magical. Hall, it's beautiful. Why did you choose to come back now? Obviously, you just came from a dinner meeting with a bunch of students. Yeah. What drew you back to campus this time? Um, I think there's there's always a couple of things for me. I find a lot of energy from the students understanding what are the questions that are top of mind from that from them. What are they pursuing? I, you know. When I was in school, I double majored, but it wasn't really a normal thing. And, you know, I was just in a room and everybody was like a double major. And I was like, oh, my gosh, um, you know, really interesting to see um, that shift. And I think the duality of the majors that people are considering, which helps me think about like the future of what business is going to look like or how people are thinking about their degrees and the integration of that, which I think is really interesting because it's not just deep technical expertise, you can be a generalist with lots of experience in real estate and finance and, you know, do something different, which I don't think was as considered when I was in college. So um, understanding that perspective, uh, the way things are moving and, um, and making sure that I'm not losing <laughs> um, some of that edge, I think, is really important for me. Um, I also think that this was such a, not just a memorable, but like really a transformative experience for me. I was the first person in my family to go to a major university and graduate from a major university. And I just felt like I belonged here in all of the different spaces. And I tried to absorb as much as possible from the people around me while I was here. I, I did anything that I could possibly do from working with the president, Dr. Witt at the time to, you know, um, working at the Crimson White to, you know, uh, I was in a sorority. I, you know, I made flower arrangements, like anything that I could get my hands into. Um, I really wanted to, you know, have that, uh, unique experience and, uh, the opportunity to do that was here at Alabama. Coming back to campus, like you said, interacting with students, the next generation of employees are going to start coming into the field. They're going to start entering companies like Meta now. Yeah. When you're looking at a, a graduate, what do you really look for that stands out amongst everyone else throughout the country or even the world nowadays? I, I, I'll only speak for myself um, personally as a hiring manager, but um, the technical skills are great. You know, whether you're in engineering, whether you're in software engineering, accounting, marketing, the technical skills are great. Um, and it's, you know, you have to have that for, you know, your trade and at least that experience. But for me, it's really the intangibles that are really important. So um, what's your growth mindset? Um, how do you take and receive feedback? Um, how do you iterate as an individual? Um, what are your own set of values and your principles? Um, how do you interact with those around you? Are you a giver or a taker? Great book, by the way, Give and Take. Um, that's been really good for my career. Um, and so those, I think, are 
the other set of things that I really look for, as well as understanding people's true motivations, which is really important uh, when you're building a team that you want to be diverse and unique. Um, and I think, I think we don't always spend as much time considering what those are um, as individuals or like how we're going to apply that in a workforce. And that's actually one of the big shifts that, you know, we're watching companies make in terms of culture and supporting employees um, is, you know, how do those intangibles show up as an individual and in a team and the importance of creating a culture that fosters, fosters that too. So much has changed in the past two years. Obviously, there's a lot more of acceptance of hybrid, if not all virtual work style. Yeah. Team building has struggled during this. A lot of people have had to make huge transitions, something they weren't comfortable with before. Do you have any advice for people when it comes to team building and making sure you still have that connectivity while still being somewhat online? Mm, great question. You know, some of the things that I think are really important that I've implemented individually are, I still set aside time for what I call coffee chats. And so it's just 30 minutes. Um, I really do try to grab a cup of tea or a cup of coffee and make time to talk to someone, um, maybe not necessarily in my like direct line, but within my function to catch up with them, learn, you know, like, what did you do before? What are you doing now? How are you thinking about things? Um, and I think that's really important uh, to not just have like business conversations, but to also have those personal conversations uh, because you are part of that larger team. I think the other thing that's been really important is pretty clear communication about where people are at and what they need and how that changes and shifts uh, during this <laughs> online um, only period, um, right? So that's like, you know, I need to have walks in the morning, so I'm not going to be online from eight to nine. Or, you know, actually I need to, you know, cook dinner because I need to walk away from the screen or I'm going to set two 30 minute breaks within my day. That I think is really important for those around you to understand what it is you need to be your best self in uh, throughout the day and to be able to contribute. Um, I think from a leadership standpoint, the things that have been uh, really meaningful are just creating dedicated space and time to um, co-create or talk through ideas, uh, look at, you know, what are our industry partners doing? What are other companies doing? You know, what's happening in our industry and talk about those things and think about how can they apply to our work or what are we doing differently? Um, really that like deep reflection uh, and introspection um, after that analysis is really important too. Um, and then ruthless prioritization, uh, setting non-goals, things you're not going to do and um, being really clear about what you are going to do as a team so that everybody's on the same page and continuously anchoring to that. And um, we've had to change the way we communicate. So that communication system and building that communication system with your team has been uh, really important. So like, where does the knowledge live? What documents, you know, where, what meeting cadence do you have? When are you going to report those things? Or when are you going to talk about those things and setting that communication rhythm 
um, because you don't have those, you know, chats in the micro, in the, you know, we call them micro kitchens in our offices um, or, you know, in the cozy areas or in the hallways. So I think those have been pretty core to um, maintaining myself as an individual and trying to support my team through this too. And talking about individual experience, obviously that's, that's a huge part of everyone's not only passion, but also what drives them to be who they are. Yeah. Everyone loves the experience of Alabama. Everyone has one memory that really sticks out. Do you have one memory you can think of that really sticks with you from your time at Alabama? I have a, I mean, I have a handful of memories that are really unique and important to me in like really different facets. Um, um, <laughs> I met my best friend here and, um, she ended up marrying one of my friends from, um, high school and they have two kids that are my godchildren, And she's actually back on campus with me for, um, the first time since she graduated and she, you know, her family and that community, um, with her, um, I think like my sorority experience and her as my closest sorority sister. And then that continued friendship. Um, I'm an only, only child. Um, and so like having such dear friends, but also like a friend that feels like family, um, has really been so important to me. And we've had such different experiences. Like she's lived in Germany and, um, you know, she's had just really cool experiences, um, and being able to be part of that. But, you know, the friendships that I've made while I was here and, um, you know, that handful of best friends and most, especially a best friend that becomes family, I, you know, all of my fun times are like back to the people that I was here with and, uh, what make the experience here so wonderful. So I'm glad to be back this weekend and with her and sharing this, um, and reliving some of those really fun times that we had when we were here together. Of course. And what's one piece of advice you would give a current student at Alabama, not only for right now, but also for their future endeavors? Don't be afraid of no. It doesn't actually hurt you. Um, it can actually make you better. And um, just because one person says no doesn't mean everybody else isn't going to say no. Uh, Squid Games is a really big movie right now, right? People told him no for 10 years. And then now that is one of the number one shows on Netflix. Um, and I think there are many examples um, of when people were told no over and over, but they just knew that um, it was important to do this thing. And so don't be afraid of no. Trust your instincts and, and keep pursuing that. That's Jen Broussard, recruiter at Meta. Just a little side note before we actually do the outro today. Uh, this is going to be the wrap-up of Season 1. The next episode will be the beginning of Season 2, which we look to explore a lot more long-form podcasts as well as interviews with professors and people involved in the Colorado's college business. Anyways, hopefully look forward to it, and thank you so much for the support. And as always, thank you so much for listening to Bay Means Business. If you're not a subscriber, please do subscribe on the podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at colbrowse.ua.edu. 
learn more about the Colorado College business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide. <laughs>